Amen. For those that don't know me, I am Pastor Jane of the Preakness Community Church, Preakness Faith, I should say, on Ratzer Road, and that was until last July when we partnered with Liquid Church. Although it was, and sometimes still is, bittersweet, there is no doubt the Lord led us through the partnership and chose to have me retire just a little bit earlier than I expected. I must admit that the word retirement has not really been the correct terminology for this past year. I have been busier than ever, first traveling to Texas five times to allow my granddaughter, who was born last August, right after I retired, to stay home her first year of birth. And then I still have the opportunity to minister to a church family that does not have a building yet. Then during the year, I had the sad times of, of saying goodbye to my uncle, my aunt, and recently my mom, as they were called home to Jesus. And I'm still being directed to new and exciting adventures by the Lord and my family. Change is hard. And as we all know and have experienced it firsthand, it is hard, especially during a pandemic. Yet I must admit, through all the changes, I have come to realize a few important facts. Through it all, God is faithful. God will lead us, and God gave us his song. God is faithful. Over the past few weeks, Pastor Doug has been sharing a sermon series about the impact of Christian music and how there is profound messages in each one of the songs sung or written. I come from the American Baptist Church background, and if you know anything about the American Baptist Church, we love to sing. In fact, if you placed our church family in a room without Bibles, without hymnals, we could share his message in song. You have heard the song we just sang, Great is Thy Faithfulness. This is probably one of my favorite hymns of all times. But let me share a little history about it because it really is kind of close to home. Thomas Shisholm was born in a log cabin in Franklin, Kentucky in 1866. He received his education in this little country schoolhouse at the age of 16. He began then teaching at the same school. He became a Christian at 27 and with no college or seminary training was ordained to the Methodist ministry where he served at age 36. Thomas served as a minister yet only a year because he became ill and it was impossible for him to continue. So he then moved to Vineland, New Jersey from Kentucky to New Jersey, where he opened then an insurance office where he could at least work that way. Thomas wrote hundreds of poems during his lifetime, and in 1923 was inspired by the words in Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, to write the text for this hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. He battled with illness most of his adult life, and therefore, had a very small income. 
Yet he proclaims how the Lord provided for him in amazing ways and how he was blessed no matter what. He eventually sent the words of his poem, Great is Thy Faithfulness, to a friend who then wrote a musical setting to those words that you heard today. His friend Runlin was a church organist who was eventually ordained also as a Methodist minister. And Runlin was friends with the president of the Moody Bible Institute. And eventually, Dr. Will made this hymn his favorite. Dr. Will invited then, and you'll know these words, George Beverly Shea, an unknown singer at the time, to sing this hymn on the radio station. And through this station, Billy Graham, then a student only at Wheaton College, became familiar with the song and the singer. And I guess you could say the rest was history. For Graham asked Shea to become part of his ministry of evangelism, and through the Crusades, this hymn became internationally popular. Thomas, even with his illnesses, lived to be 94 years old, and he wrote, again, more than 1,200 poems. But during his later years, he moved again, and he lived in Ocean Grove, New Jersey, which you all know is a Methodist camp meeting ground. Listen just to the words for a moment of the first verse. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. The words of lamentation is, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning, for great is thy faithfulness. God is faithful. Oh yes, there are times we may question that or even doubt that he hears us. But friends, often after we've journeyed through a storm, and then we have the chance to look back at what happened, we do see his mercy and his grace, and above all, his faithfulness. The story of great is thy faithfulness shows that with our Lord, there is no coincidences. God knows what will happen with our tomorrows and will show us in his time, in his place, in his way. Not so easy for the human side of us that has no patience. We have trouble enough just being stuck in traffic, don't we? Yet look how the Lord took a simple poem of his words, made it into a song, and would touch millions through the Billy Graham Crusades. Look how he carried a young man through illness that could reach 94 years young. And he ended up living in an amazing town, Ocean Grove, to glorify God. On Friday, when I was coming back from a wedding, I stopped at Ocean Grove, and I said to the Lord, if there's a spot in the front, I'll pull in, and I'll sit on the boardwalk a while. And lo and behold, there was this one spot right by where the little pavilion is where they have different music each and every day. And so I sat there on 
on the bench, enjoyed the view of the ocean, could sense the presence of God. And all of a sudden, the group that was in the pavilion started to play when we all get to heaven. What a glorious day that will be. And it just touched my heart. And look also how God brought together Billy Graham, an unknown, and then George Beverly Shea, also an unknown, to do something great for his kingdom. Great is thy faithfulness, but God doesn't stop there. God will lead us. The Lord is not only faithful, but leads us too. If we allow him to take the wheel, if we allow him to be in control, when I was 12 years old, I gave my life to Jesus. In fact, friends, I was not even in the church building that day, but I was back in the other educational room, in the crib room, watching little children. When the last hymn was played, and we had it over the speaker, I felt called to accept Jesus. And in the Baptist tradition, we are to go forward when we feel that need or we feel God calling us to go forward that last hymn and to walk down the aisle and accept Christ, much like the Billy Graham Crusades. And so for me, I had to run from one building to another, and I literally ran down this long, long aisle, which was First Baptist in Patterson. And when I got there, I said to the pastor, I had to come. Today was my day. And little did I know what plans the Lord had for me. Truly a banker by trade after I graduated high school for many years. Yet he opened every door and a few times even pushed me through, leading me these past 50 years in ministry. And they were not always easy, but he was faithful. And I continued to give my life to him and he led me. I carried many hymns in my heart through those 50 years. But there was one simple one that I tried to follow each day of my life, and I still do today. Now, in the early church, there was no music, there was no pianos, there was nothing but the voices of the people. And sometimes when they were singing a cappella, they were on tune, and sometimes they weren't. But it didn't matter, because it didn't matter about your pitch. It was about your heart. And so the early church always sang a cappella, and so I sing this for you this morning. I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. Take thy cross and follow, follow me. I've always felt that in my heart. I've always felt that in my heart. Each day as I get up and I put my feet on the ground, I wonder where he's going to lead me. Sometimes it won't be an easy road, and sometimes it will be easy and joyful. But every day I hear his calling to go and to be led. The hymn comes directly from Luke 9, 23. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now as a retired pastor, I must admit I've wondered where he will lead me next. Yet I've enjoyed the worship online and have been renewed this past 16 months to listen to many inspiring messages, including Pastor Doug's each week. And like your pastor, 
I served in a very small church over the years, and it pulled me in every direction. We visited secretarial cleaning, organizing, leading boards, Bible studies, and yes, sermons. And when the Lord chose to have Preakness partner with Liquid, I was not sure what he had in mind for me the rest of my life, but I felt his call to follow. And as I have looked back, I've seen his faithfulness, excuse me, faithfulness this past 16 months. Yet what's next? I don't know, only God does. But how do you, do you believe, what do you believe? Do you believe God is leading you in spite of what may be happening in your life this very moment? Do you believe he has a plan for you and will show you his direction in his time? The bigger question, friends, today is, do you believe? Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? And have you committed your life to him? That's the first step, to follow, to follow Jesus and then allow him to lead you. He calls each of us to make that commitment and to know without a shadow of a doubt that he will lead. Do you believe that? He calls you, but will you follow? God also gave us one more thing. He gave us a song. Throughout life, God has spoken to me in many ways, but music has been the way he has touched my soul. How about you? If you spend time opening the word of God and you go through the pages and pages of scripture, you're going to see countless, countless times where it talks about music and instruments. And you'll find the Bible filled with praise and worship. And did you know that we are supposed to not just limit praise and worship to an hour on a Sunday morning, or maybe when we're listening to a contemporary worship song, but we're supposed to carry his song in our hearts each day into a hurting world, praising his name day and night. His song comes in countless ways and is never limited to one style or one note. We can praise the Lord with musical instruments, harps and pianos and guitars and flutes, drums. We can praise him through country and rock and roll and hymns and contemporary styles. We can sing a solo, a duet. We can be in a praise team. We can be in a choir. We can even be in the shower. And yes, even sometimes we can praise the Lord in song, in the stillness of our hearts and our souls. Yet one thing remains the same all the time. It is God that gave us his song, and it needs to be sung. Music has a way of reaching down deep into our souls, much like Jesus Christ. Each time we hear it, we're moved, sometimes with emotion, sometimes it gives us wisdom, sometimes it gives us an understanding of something we're going through, or a new direction we should take. Yet God's song moves us, and through us sharing it, we can carry his song not to this generation, but to those generations coming. I have loved all types of music, friends, from Jesus Loves Me when I was a little girl, to Grand Funk Railroad as a teenager, to James Taylor, to gospel hymns. I still sing all the vacation Bible school songs for the last 30 years. I love country, contemporary, praise choruses. I even love mellow folk music on Alexa, Sandy Patty, and Amy Grant. 
And one of my favorites is the beautiful sound of the ocean. Believe it or not, most have touched my soul and actually gave me a greater understanding of the Lord, of others, and myself. How I love his song. What song has God given you that moves your soul and your heart? As I close this morning, I shared this would be a two-part message online. While we're separated this week, I want you to take time to reflect on three questions. Now, I'm old now, so I have to write everything down, and you may want to do that too and just get a piece of paper and jot it down. But I'm going to ask you three questions I want you to kind of dwell on and reflect on this week. Where have you seen God's faithfulness? Where have you seen it? For great is thy faithfulness. But where have you seen it over your life? Where have you seen God leading you? For we are called to take up our cross and follow him. And where have you experienced God's song in your life? For he's the one that gave his song. God has been faithful. God will lead you. God has given us his song. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your song that continues to touch our heart, no matter its style, no matter if it's played with instruments, no matter its volume or manner in which it's shared, for we know it's from you and it's there to touch our soul. Thank you also for your faithfulness and how you continue to lead us even sometimes when we don't want to be led. Help us, Lord, to not doubt and let you be the leader and us the follower. May we keep looking to you, choosing to follow you and carry your song in our life. No matter what comes our way, may we learn to be content in all circumstances. Amen.